0: Good morning. It's a good morning, right? What? I I didn't hear you. It's a good morning, right? Okay. All right. It is a good morning because God is good. So we're just going to um, pray this morning as we enter into praise and worship and just all going to join together celebrating God's goodness and his faithfulness in our lives. So why don't we just stand up if we can. And if you can't stand up, have your neighbor pray for you. And then hopefully you'll be able to stand up. So Father, we just thank you so much for today, Lord. We just, we just stop. Thank you. Your word says to enter into your gates with thanksgiving. And so we thank you this morning that you died on the cross. You came into our humanity to pay the penalty for our sin. You came to experience all that we experience. And you covered our sin. You took it away you reconnected us with father and we thank you this morning that we are clean before you we thank you this morning that you never let go of us and so we grab a hold of you we hold on to you this morning we hold on to you you are our hope you are our strong tower you are our joy you are our peace you are everything jesus we just praise you and lift you up this morning god we do it together We do it together, and Lord, where one is able to encourage another and another needs encouragement, Father, we just pray that together as the body this morning, that we would work together in that way. So if you need encouragement today, there's a God that's ready to encourage you. There's people that are ready to encourage you. If you're able to encourage, encourage another. So we just thank you Jesus, we just jump right into blessing your name because you're worthy in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, your perfect love is casting out fear. And even when I'm caught in the middle of the storms of this life. I won't turn back, I know you are near And I will fear you The valley of the shadow of death your perfect love is casting out fear Lord we thank you this morning that your perfect love has never left us that your perfect love will never leave us Lord we thank you that you are faithful God that you have been faithful through the generations Lord father we turn our eyes on you this morning We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are King of kings, that you are Lord of lords, that you reign above it all, Lord, and that you promised you would never let go. No matter what you are facing this morning, you have a faithful God who is for you, who is with you, who is behind you, who is leading you, who is guiding you, who is saying, trust me, depend on me, set your eyes on me. Steps of darkness Out. surely goodness and mercy will See. Worthy of all the praise we could ever breathe. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. Jesus, the name above every other name. He's the only one you could ever see I Jesus.
2: Lord, we just say thank you for this morning. You are holy. You are holy. You are worthy. We just cry out your name, Jesus. We just cry out the greatest name of all, Jesus. Your name reverberates. Your name reverberates all through heaven, all throughout the universe. and We are just coming to you as your little children to just worship at your feet to just adore you. We thank you, Lord, that you made a way. You made a way at the cross. You made a way at the cross. That each of us standing here this morning and those online have been brought in into an eternal relationship with the living God of the universe. The one who beckons us, the one who calls us into such closeness, such friendship that's beyond our comprehension. And so we just come with grateful hearts. We say, thank you, Jesus. We say, thank you. From the little ones to the older ones, we say, thank you. Just, just thank him this morning. Just thank him. We thank you, Jesus, for the cross. We thank you, Lord. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for taking away my sin when I was rejecting you, when I was putting the hand out, when I was walking the other way, when I didn't want anything to do with you, when I thought I could run my own life. How foolish. (laughs) How blind was I? When I was rebellious. Jesus, you went after me. You went after me. We thank you, Lord. That your love is so endless and so pure and relentless. Your love chases us down. Your love chases us down. Your goodness and mercy follow us all throughout our life. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We celebrate who you are. You're the righteous one. You're the righteous one who paid the ultimate price. In Hebrews chapter 7, uh, starting in verse 27, it says, Who does not need daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifices, first for his own sins and then for the people's. But this he did once for all, once for all, once for all, when he offered up himself. For the law appoints as high priests men who have weakness, but the word of the oath which came after the law appoints the Son who has been perfected forever. And then in chapter 8 it says, Now this is the main point of the things we are saying. We have such a high priest who is seated at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens, a minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle which the Lord erected and not man. For every high priest is appointed to offer both gifts and sacrifices. Therefore, it is necessary that this one also have something to offer. For if he were on the earth, he would not be a priest. Since there are priests who offer the gifts according to the law, who serve the copy and shadow of the heavenly things. As Moses was divinely divinely instructed when he was about to make the tabern- tabernacle. For he said, see that you make... All things according to the pattern shown you on the mountain. But now he has obtained a more excellent ministry, inasmuch as he is also a mediator of a better covenant, which was established on better promises. For if that first covenant had been faultless, then no place would have been sought for a second. Because finding fault with them, he says, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, because they did not continue in my covenant, and I disregarded them, says the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their mind, and write them on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. None of them shall teach his neighbor, and none his brother, saying, Know the Lord. For all shall know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their deeds and their law, and their sins and their lawless deeds. I will remember no more. In that he says a new covenant, he has made the first obsolete. Now what is becoming obsolete and growing old is ready to vanish away. I'm just going to jump over to Romans five. Just let the word just just go deep in your heart. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only that, we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. For when we were still without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than now, having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by, by his life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we now have received reconciliation. Yes, Lord. I just believe the Lord wants to renew hope this morning, He just wants to rekindle. <clears throat> the fact that we live in a better covenant. We live in a new covenant and a better covenant. And it's just, it's just a powerful thing. Um, I just, I believe that there's, that there might be some here online that maybe you've felt, hey man, I faced a lot of disappointments in life. I faced a lot of seeming failures or whatever the case is. But the Lord is saying, I have more for you. I have a new and better covenant that's, that's here for you, that you can step into. Yeah, but that's for someone else. I've seen other people do it better than me. He's saying, no, this is for you. This is for me. It's for all of us. God's no respecter of persons. I just want to, uh, you know, in verse Romans 5, verse 4, and perseverance and character... Perseverance, character, and character, hope. Now, hope does not disappoint. You know, whenever we face disappointments, whenever we face things that just seem crazy and, oh my gosh, how am I going to walk through this? Remember, we have the hope that's inside of us. The kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God is within me. So all of heaven, all of hope, all of life is in my heart. It's in your heart. And we can... We can step into that reality and tell our circumstances to line up in Jesus' name because of the reality of who Jesus is inside of us that was purchased by his blood. So as we uh, get ready to take communion, just remember, you know, we have the authority in Christ. So if, you know... Those of us that face sickness, or if we faced any kind of challenges even in the last week, that we can walk in that authority that He purchased by His blood. That it's it's not something that's with beyond our grasp, or you know, it's it's right in our heart, it's right there within us. So all we need to do is just draw in that well. You know, in John chapter four, when Jesus met the woman at the well. She said, sir, you have nothing to draw with. The well's deep. But he was presenting her hope that she would soon discover that was unlimited unlimited living water. So we have unlimited living water. We have unlimited hope. Just think about that. There's no limit to his love. There's no limit to his hope. There's no limit to his mercy. So no matter what circumstance we face, no matter what challenge comes our way, We have unlimited resources. We have unlimited hope and access to him 24-7. Well, yeah, I know that in my mind, but how do I know it in here? That's where we need to encounter him as as we've been worshiping. We just need to encounter, we need to present ourselves as a living sacrifice and say, God, I'm here. I choose to open my heart. I choose to lay down all doubt, lay down all unbelief, I repent for any sin, and I just come to your throne. I say, Lord, speak to me. Fill me up. I want to encounter you. I want to encounter the living God who made this new and better covenant available to me. Amen? So I'm just going to pray and uh, just encourage go ahead and grab the elements. And if you need a healing, um, if if you're facing any kind of physical sickness or something going on in your body. I'm going to also pray for that as well. Yes,
3: Lord. Yes. Yes.
2: Holy, holy, worthy. Yes, Lord. We just thank you once again. Once again. We look upon the cross. Once again, we thank you. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your love. Your unlimited favor, your unlimited grace. Lord, you're never saying to us, well, sorry, I ran out of mercy. I'm going to have to come back another time. Sorry, we're closed. This store is closed. There's no more grace available. There's no more hope. You've used it all. <laughs> no. Unlimited love, unlimited grace forever and ever and ever for eternity. We get to live in this reality for eternity with our King. And we are contending that for the whole world. We are going to see this gospel go forth as the team is ministering in Europe. We are going to see nations won. We're going to see more and more people come into the kingdom because of the hope that we carry, because of the holy fire that we carry in our hearts that people are longing for, that they're searching for. They're seeing it in our eyes. They're seeing something different. There's something different about you. I can't put my finger on it, but I want what you have. I believe that's going to happen more and more as we step in to the grace and to the power of the Lord through his body and through his blood that he sacrificed. So we just offer up these elements, Lord. We say thank you for your body that was broken for us on the cross. for your blood that was poured out that was shed as the soldier pierced your side and blood and water poured out. And one of the Roman soldiers said, truly this was the Son of God. Truly you are the Son of God. Lord, give us a deeper revelation this morning and I pray that anyone here or online who's not feeling well, we just thank you for your healing power that your blood would cover them as well Father and that that healing would just manifest in in bodies this morning if anyone has um, a sickness or there's ailments in their bodies Lord that you would just begin to heal them right now in the name of Jesus we take authority over all sickness all disease we thank you Lord for mental clarity and hope in our souls because you Jesus are the lover of our souls so any any feeling of any in our souls where we just need more of the hope and the grace of God lord just pour it in right now just pour it in in Jesus name we love you so much thank you lord
4: So we have a mission team in Europe right now. Uh, Pastor Mary Pat, Troy, my husband, and Ashley are in Europe. And they left um, this past Monday. They're going to be coming home uh, late Tuesday. And they are on a Holy Spirit adventure. So they were um, first at a conference called Europe Shall We Saved. And um, there was amazing uh, impartation at at that conference and amazing connections. They're going to share about that. and, uh, and now they are following uh, the Holy Spirit's leading. They, uh, he gave them um, the direction to go to Croatia. So it's a new country for Frontline, and he has made the connections in a way for them to minister in Croatia. And it's just been an amazing connection. Um, there was a specific uh, prayer for that area of, the, uh, of Europe. It's called the Balkans. And... Um, let me pull up some information about it. They were, they were sharing with us. We had a, a time of prayer on um, Friday that Carly's going to share about, and we were able to pray for the mission team, so I'll let her jump in with that. Yeah, on Friday we had our all-night watch of the Lord, which we do here three or four times a year. Um, we gather from 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. to worship and seek the Lord's face and intercede for the things that he puts on our hearts. It's always such a precious time. Thank you all, those that were able to join us for it. Uh, we, um, we, we kicked off the night with a really powerful um, impartation, for, or not, well kind of impartation from the missions team, um, some updates and things that they had encountered while they were there. And then we were able to intercede for them. So, uh, so one of the things that they um, asked us to pray for is uh, at the conference, uh, there's a uh, leader there, um, Brian Brenchley, um, who was sharing about the the Balkan call, and how all of the countries uh, in this area around Croatia, um, there's been a lot of uh, wars, a lot of bloodshed, a lot of um, uh, just violence there, and there's been a lot of unforgiveness and still currently um, a lot of tension between countries, and uh, the Lord has given um, them vision for reconciliation and healing among these nations, and there was uh, prayer that went up for that, and uh, it was just amazing that um, God had Uh, called our mission team uh, to go there and be part of praying into uh, what the Lord wants to do, and we were able to to enter into that on Friday as we were praying for them as well, and um, uh, that uh, they had something called the Balkan Call, where they're coming together and agreeing for healing of these nations. Uh, The the last one was in um, Zagreb, Croatia, and the next one uh, will be this year in Serbia. So, it's amazing how when you have a heart for the lord he connects you to places and and things that he's doing so the team has sent us a video we can
0: hello frontline family from dubrovnik croatia hello my love i miss you i can't wait to see you hello family hello kids and grandkids and everybody else there we love you so much this has been a whirlwind we love europe And we're just about to leave Dubrovnik tomorrow, actually. I'll be preaching today in a church there. I'm so excited. We have so many adventures to fill you in on. Europe shall be saved. Meetings that were incredible for global evangelism, worship, intercession, and prayer. Unbelievable connections, unbelievable opportunities to see people saved, healed, and delivered, and more to come. So lots of intercession and prayer and worship on top of that. So here we are in the old walled city, right here in Dubrovnik. We just had a time of decreeing and declaring what the Lord was telling us as we know that he sent us here. So can't wait to see you. Love you.
2: Love you guys as well. Can't wait to see you here in a few days. But God is moving in Dubrovnik. We're seeing salvation and healing and look forward to seeing you and telling you more about it
1: and we are so excited that god is moving greatly it's so incredible we'll see everything that he's doing and we just get to be a part of it so thank you so much for all your prayers for all your intercession and we will see you soon be there next sunday to hear all about it
4: So be here next week to hear all about it. And I believe that they are ministering right now at a church service, or if not right now, uh, coming soon with the time difference. So, Father, we just lift them up. We just thank you for um, the reason that you've called them, Lord God, is just to declare your name, Father, and to see people come into the kingdom, Father, to see people healed and and set free. So, Father, we just uh, pray for your anointing to fall, Lord, as they're in this meeting. Father, we pray for uh, your spirit, Lord God, to just bring uh, amazing Supernatural results. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And kingdom kids and teens are released.
5: I need someone to help me pass out things. Who is that person? There we go. If you've not received uh, Hilarious Giving, there were quite a few people gone last week, Uh, let her give you one. You can raise your hand and make it easy on her. If you've not received February's Hilarious Giving, need someone else to help me pass out? This is uh, the scriptures from Fear of the Lord from last week. If you don't have your copy here, please take another copy. You'll probably need it today if I get that far. And if you haven't yet received a copy, take a copy. Is it going to be good today? What? 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 It's going to be awesome today. Oh, man. Father, we thank you, God. We bless the children, the young people, old and young. Every person, God, every generation, we bless them today. We bless the team, God, in Europe. We don't take it for granted their safety, their security. Father, we don't take it for granted. We pray it out over them. God, uh, with the news from Tanzania that at least eight missionaries have lost their life in a bus accident, God, we don't take it for granted. We pray for those families, God, involved. God, what a tragedy. We see it from this side of heaven, and it's a tragedy, Lord. Jesus, we pray you'd bring comfort, Jesus. We pray you'd bring hope to each family member, each person that has supported them on their trips. Every person affected by this accident, this tragedy, God. We pray, Lord, that those that are in critical condition, Father, will be healed in Jesus' name, Lord. Pray for the family of the bus driver, God, who also perished. Lord, we need you. As the strong tower of our protection, we need your names in this life. This life could pass so quickly. So quickly. Jesus, we press into you. We maximize our time with you. We maximize what you want to do through us, Father, by being open and willing. Yes, God, during this time, bring the sobering gospel to our hearts, Father that we will see what life is all about, the fear of the Lord. And what does that mean to us, individually, personally? You will speak to us personally. You will let us know in a way that we can understand, individually, personally, if we but put out our hand to receive. Yes. Lord, we thank you. We give you glory, God. In Jesus' name. Anoint this time. In Jesus' name. Be with us. We know you will be. Teach us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I have an unusual uh, offering plate up here today. It's kind of for the Europe trip. We don't have it on the hilarious giving because it it came about uh, rather quickly. It was talked about for months, but it came about rather quickly. So if you have it on your heart to uh, support the expenses which are climbing on the the, uh, mission trip that they're presently on, we have the Mozambican one on here. But if the Lord touches your heart to do that, just uh, either put it in my serving plate. That, that's supposed to mean something, you know, serving. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't find a regular basket, but serves the purpose. Or you can put it in the box or bring it in at any time. It doesn't have to be today. If the Lord lays that on your heart, Europe is a very expensive trip and there's only three people going and I'm sure the expenses are mounting with the various countries that they've decided to go to. So if he lays it on your heart, then take advantage of that opportunity to bless the Lord. Last week, we talked about the fear of the Lord. I've had quite a bit of reaction from people on, on this particular message. People telling me that They were glad that I spoke on it. It it, it was just at the right time or whatever. There's been reaction to it. Oftentimes, they'll come down from speaking and, you know, nothing is much said about what is shared. I trust the Lord that he's impacting people's hearts and so on. But this just seemed to fit into the flow of everything. The team going to Europe, uh, a number of people's lives are coming to an intersection point where they have to make some serious decisions about their future or about participation on a mission team. There are those that are praying into things that could happen, you know, at the end of this month and the beginning of the next month. It seemed like uh, God brought this topic up just at the right time. Some of us are at a point where we're seeing God move in such amazing ways, and we need his wisdom to step into what. What is next? Say, what is next step for Frontline after Mozambique? There are so many places to go in the world. We want to go to the ones, and at the time, at the proper time, go to the ones that God leads, not just thrash around around the world. We, want, we know God has a plan for Frontline to be used in a very specific, strategic way. And we want to discover that. We want to follow that. We want to align with that. So the fear of the Lord has much to do with that. Last week we gave one definition. It was mine. You can have your own. You can look up your own. There's plenty of definitions out there. But my definition of of the fear of the Lord that helps me is a healthy fear of God is a humbly reverent awe of the Almighty where I always align everything I am And everything I do to please him because he is worthy. That's a mouthful, and it's a lifetime plus. (laughs) To learn about a healthy fear of God. Not to be afraid. We will go over a passage this morning about some people that were very afraid of connecting with God. We should never be in that position where we're very afraid to connect with God. If we're not connected with him, there is room for being afraid of his justice because he is totally just. There is a place called hell, and people will go there and are going there. And we need to be aware of that, that if we're not in connection with God through salvation, through redemption, through Jesus Christ, there is a place that we will, we will choose. We're choosing it by not aligning with God, by not having the fear of the Lord, but just having the fear of man or the fear of, of I'm not going to get enough from me. If life is about getting for you, you've missed the point of life. Life is about giving our hearts to God to God aligning with him he's the one that created us in our mother's womb he deserves from the point we were created forever from there he deserves our life and when we discover that we start to find out what the joy of the Lord is we find out that life is about the joy of following him being in alignment with him he can provide far far better for us than we can provide for ourselves His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways higher than our ways. We are serving someone that's so far above us, so mighty, that we start to realize we are weak. Even in our highest thoughts, we are weak. In our deepest times where we think, we are so puny in anything that we would do or think. But he loves us in that condition. And says, step up to higher ground. Step up to what life is all about. Come into alignment with me. And you'll find out what life is about. And you'll be giving your life away. If you've been trying to save your life, he says, you'll lose it. Whoa. But if you give it away, you'll find it. And even in the trials of life, even in the troubles that are promised in the Bible, you will have trouble in this life. He says, I'll be there with you. I'll be for you. I have 700 plus names in the Bible and unlimited in heaven to back you up, to be in your life. If you just knew, knew three of those names, you would be over abundantly blessed. And are. So you don't have to know all 700. You just cry out in the name Jesus and he, he is listening it's not turning his back to you. If you're crying out on him for help, if you realize your real condition, then he comes in to help. Promises that. So fear can either be incredibly healthy or extremely harmful. If we are fearing man, if we are fearing everything around us, if we are fearing what the government will do, if we w- are fearing... These last days. Then that will be harmful for us. If we're fearing what someone can do to our family. There's a threat against our family. Then it's harmful to us. But if we trust the Lord with all of these things. If we fully say, Lord, I want to hear what you're saying. If we've invited Jesus to come into our life, the Holy Spirit has come on the inside and he will tell us. He will speak to us. Part of the fear of the Lord is realizing that really does happen. We can hear from the Holy Spirit and have wisdom far beyond our own for all the decisions of life. We have to be convinced of that. If we're in an an awe, a reverent awe of the mighty God, we'll expect him to speak to us. We'll expect him to lead us as a shepherd. He has all these names. Father, shepherd. Do we get it? He wants to have a relationship with us. A building up relationship. An affirming relationship. In John 15, he calls you his friend. What? God says to you, you're my friend. You're my friend. Now, we expect him to say that maybe to someone in the Old Testament. You know, they had to go through all the stuff that they went through. But he says it to us. To each of us that have Jesus as Savior. Jesus as Lord. And if he calls us friend, the only way he can be a friend to us is if we have the fear of the Lord and not these other fears. We talked last week about phobias. I think we have some uh, definitions up here. You can see them in the Hebrew and the Greek and all that. I won't go take the time to go through that, but I think we'll project them up here if Danny has it back there. You can just look at some of these. Tremble, revere, be amazed. When you have the wrong kind of fear, you're running. You're running away. You're alarmed. You're scared. You're frightened. But when you have the right kind of fear, it builds you up and you're running to God. That should be the course of your life. I'm running to you, God. I'm so weak. I need you. Not just during a quiet time. Wow, I don't get that quiet time in enough. Do you know you can have a quiet time as you walk, as you go? It's great to have those special times with God, but I, I bet if we took a poll, it's been a struggle to have that, take that time out of your day. But what doesn't have to be a struggle is to talk to him throughout the day. Go through the day and quit beating yourself up. I didn't have a quiet time. To, how about right now in this moment have a quiet time with God? You're in the car. All you're going to do is yell at people cutting you off. Why not yell at God and say, I don't understand life. Help me. You know? <laughs> Better yelling. He understands that. Have you read the Psalms? How many you have read some of the Psalms? Come on. David sometimes starts out yelling at God. Have you caught that? He's upset with God. By the end of the Psalm, the peace of the Lord has come in just because he's connected in a reality with God. He's connected with, him with a real heart. Forget about being real on Facebook. Be real on FaceTime with God. Be real before him. Now, as you grow in reverence, you won't be yelling at him quite as much. I guarantee that. The fear of the Lord will catch your heart. You won't be yelling at him. You'll be saying, Lord, you're so good to me. You won't even need the first part of the psalm. You'll be just worshiping in your car or walking on the sidewalk or walking into an appointment. You ever walk into an appointment and, and say, I don't know what to say to these people you know could be going in to get your driver's license it's a hassle I don't know what to say to them they're gonna ask me questions sometimes you know they're mumbling you have to ask them to ask it again do you ever walk into that and just say God just make this easy just just let this work So I have more time for my day for other things. I do. I tell him that all the time. I'm like, just make this one easy. Have me have a friendly person. It works. He answers that kind of prayer. And if it's a rough person, I get to minister. And so I step into that because he he says, well, okay, I'm not giving you an easy person for you. I'm giving you a rough person for them so that they can hear something positive today about Jesus. And we can be more bold in it. When some of us were at Tim Tebow this, this week, and you know, he received a, an award for being bold, and <laughs> basically said in his acceptance speech, you picked the wrong person. Don't we all feel like that? If we're honest, you're picking the wrong person, God, to go out in the front lines and carry your gospel to the nations. You're picking the wrong one. Don't you know that? And He'll encourage us. He'll say, You're the one that's willing. I have plenty, I've asked. They won't go. You're the one that's willing. I love you and I'll be with you why did he say to Joshua so many times in Joshua chapter one be strong and courageous because the Lord your God is with you wherever you go be strong at didn't I tell you he says be strong and courageous now I'm sure that Joshua was sitting there going how can you Build up courage. (laughs) Be strong and be courageous. Okay, how can I get strong and courageous? If you try within yourself, it doesn't work, does it? Have you discovered that yet? You can't build up strength in yourself. He tells him to go to the Word in verse 8, chapter 1 of Joshua. You go to the Word. And what does the word do to us? It humbles us. We realize we need him. The fear of the Lord kicks in. As soon as we value that this is the word of God, not just a book. And we start to get courage. Because he's giving it to us. Not because we're drumming it up or I feel... More courageous today. I feel stronger today. You know, with Tim Tebow, it's not fair, though. He's got those guns. (laughs) And, you know, he could just look at those guns and say, yeah, I feel strong today. But fortunately, I think he's bending his knee just like the rest of us to get that strength, that real strength. So I want to go to Exodus 19, and I want you to follow me. To Exodus 19. Say, well, I don't have a Bible. Raise your hand. Someone will deliver one to your seat. Exodus 19. And if not, maybe we'll be able to have it up here to follow along a little bit. In the third month after the sons of Israel had gone out of the land into Egypt, on that very day they came into the wilderness of Sinai. When they set out from the Rathedon, They came to the wilderness of Sinai and camped in the wilderness, and there Israel camped in front of the mountain. And Moses went up to God. You know, normal, everyday thing in the desert. (laughs) And Moses went up to God. Do you know we have that privilege? We don't have to go up a mountain. We can connect with him at any moment, at any time. He's right there, ready to hear from us, just like he did from Moses. Moses. And Moses went up to God, and the Lord called to him from the mountain, saying, This is what you shall say to the house of Jacob, and tell the sons of Israel. You, now, if a mountain starts speaking to you, and you don't see anyone there, and you know it's the Lord, I bet he was listening. You yourselves have seen what I did to the Egyptians, and how I carried you on. He's supposed to give this message to the people. That's why he's putting it in in you, yourselves, and all that. You have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I carried you on the eagle's wings and brought you to myself. Now then, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be my own possession among all the peoples, for all the earth is mine. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the sons of Israel. Now these are encouraging words. I don't know if you know. You guys are special. I'm separating you from all the other peoples on the earth. You're my special possession. I'll be with you. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to be right in your midst. Those are encouraging words. Certainly Moses received those. Why? Moses had the fear of the Lord. And he was thinking this is, this is the best me- message I could ever give to the people. One directly from God, a mountain talking (laughs) with God's voice. I'm able to speak this message to the people. This will be awesome. He might have thought that. Even after all the complaining in the desert, he might have really felt, maybe they'll get it this time. So Moses came and called the elders of the people and set before them all these words which the Lord had commanded them. Then all the people answered together and said, All that the Lord has spoken, we will do. How many times has the Lord heard that? Maybe even from us. You've spoken to me, God. You've redeemed me. You've helped me see a whole new picture of who you are. I'm finally getting it. I'm going to do what you want me to do. Good intentions. Can we back it up? And Moses brought back the words of the people to the Lord. He was an intermediary. He came back to the Lord and said, the people say they will do it. Now, you know, God knows beginning from the end. He knows the future. He's in the future. There is no time with God. He, he can pass between the future and the past. You want a good movie? God moving. From the future to the past, to the present, to the future, to the past, the present, and it's all the same to him. That alone should put a little fear in our hearts that he he knows what our next thought's gonna be. Whether it's gonna be with him or away from him. Or whether you're gonna be critical of this message being given this morning. He knows. You should be in the fear of the Lord. Then the Lord said to Moses, behold, I will come to you in a thick cloud so that the people may hear when I speak with you and may also trust in you forever. He wants those that are aligned with him trusted by those that need to be in alignment with him. There's so little of that in the body of Christ today, isn't there? Leaders aren't trusted because they fail so often. We read it in the news. It's on Social media everywhere. All these leaders failing, failing, failing. How can you trust a leader? How can you trust the leader? If you hear the Holy Spirit, you can. Because he'll tell you. Then Moses told the words of the people to the Lord. The Lord also said to Moses, go up to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow and have them wash their garments and have them ready for the third day. For on the third day the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. But you shall set boundaries for the people all around saying, Beware that you do not go up on the mountain or touch the border of it. Whoever touches the mountain shall certainly be put to death. No hand shall touch him but he shall certainly be stoned or shot through whether animal or person the violator shall not live when the ram's horn sounds a long blast they shall come up to the mountain so specific instructions be careful when you're in the presence of the lord he sneezes in your your dust <laughs> so you got to follow his instructions No hand shall touch him, but he shall certainly be stoned or shot through. Wow. Serious stuff. So Moses went down from the mountain to the people and consecrated the people, and they washed their garments. He also said to the people, Be ready for the third day. Do not go near a woman. So it came about on the third day when it was morning that there were thunder and lightning flashes and a thick cloud over the mountain and a very loud trumpet sound. So that all the people who were in the camp trembled. The manifest presence of God. We've felt that in this room before. And the fear of the Lord increases in the true presence of the Lord. Isn't that true? And the true presence of the Lord brings more of the fear of the Lord. Why do you think we keep asking for more of the presence? Why do we want it to be manifested in the room and also springing up in us like living water? At the same time, we ask for it all because it all will increase us in the fear of the Lord. The people who were in the camp trembled, and Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet God, and they stood at the foot of the mountain. How do you like that field trip? Let's go over to the foot of the mountain. Remember what I've told you now. <laughs> Don't touch the mountain. <laughs> Don't do what, the things I told you not to do. But let's take a little field trip to the foot of the mountain. And it's already got a thick cloud. And there's all this activity going on of the presence of the almighty God. Now Mount Sinai was all in smoke because the Lord descended upon it in fire. He's a consuming fire. He showed up in fire. It's kind of significant, you know, significant because, you know, when we pray for people, we pray fire sometimes, fire. And, you know, someone that doesn't know what's going on, they're like, why don't you pray blessing or love or I don't get this fire thing. What's this fire thing that these people pray into people? The presence of God. The work of God. It's not weird. It's just like the mountain. <laughs> he came in fire. We want him to come in fire to people's lives. When the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder, does there have to be a trumpet to be the sound of a trumpet? When it's God, He can make any sound. I used to get those CDs when I was young. Get a cheap tape recorder, and you could have, have a CD had different sounds on it. You know, blowing horn, so on. You could. That was the old school way of. Amusing your friends. Now you can do it online easily. It took a whole afternoon in our case. When the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder, Moses spoke and God answered him with thunder. Moses spoke out to the people what he had been given by God, and God backed it up with thunder. Wouldn't that be awesome? That after my, right at the conclusion of my message, I say, amen. And the whole room is filled with thunder and fire. We have to replace some of the seats because the fire came. I mean, real fire. Then the Lord came down on Mount Sinai to the top of the mountain. And the Lord called Moses to the top of the mountain. And Moses went up. One person had the fear of the Lord. Are you saying, let it be me? Let it be me. I want the fear of the Lord. I'm not going to look around me. I'm not going to even consider the people around me. I want to be that one that has the fear of the Lord. Moses was the only one mentioned in this account at least. We know there were others. There were at least two others that had it figured out because they spent time in the tent. When the presence of the Lord was ready to come, they wanted to be there. And they were in the tent when the presence of the Lord came. Joshua and Caleb. Aaron and Miriam, you know, I don't know. (laughs) They're kind of wishy-washy. We don't want to be wishy-washy. Then the Lord spoke to Moses. Remember, he's going up the mountain. Go down, warn the people, so that they do not break through to the Lord to stare, and many of them perish, and have the priests who approach the Lord consecrate themselves, or else the Lord will break out against them. And Moses said to the Lord, The people cannot come up to Mount Sinai, for you warned us, saying, Set boundaries around the mountain and consecrate it. Then the Lord said to him, Go down and come up again, you and Aaron with you, but do not let the priests and the people break through to come up to the Lord, or he will break out against them. So Moses went down to the people and told them, come up, no, stay back. No, come up, no, stay back. Could be kind of a confusing message. The Lord is hoping that when Moses gives this message to his people, to God's people, that they will suddenly be in the fear of the Lord. And then they can approach the mountain. Since none of them were in the fear of the Lord at the beginning, they couldn't approach the mountain. But he's hoping with the message from God that they will be put in the fear of the Lord and be able to approach the mountain. They will be like Moses. Who had the fear of the Lord and was able to go up and down and up. This is an old guy. And he's going up the mountain, he's coming down the mountain. He's going up the mountain, he's coming down the mountain. Who gave him the strength to do that? I'm kind of encouraged by that. Verse... Chapter 20, then God spoke all these words saying, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourselves. And he gives the Ten Commandments. Finishing up with you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, 13, 14, 15. 16, you shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. He's trying to have the people see how far short they fall of being in the fear of the Lord and what it takes to be in the fear of the Lord. You shall not cover your neighbor's house, nor shall you cover your neighbor's wife, or his male servant, or his female slave, or his ox, or his donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor, verse 17. And all the people were watching and hearing the thunder and the lightning flashes. We, maybe you haven't picked that up before, but he's given the Ten Commandments here. It's not the only time. And the mountain is still alive with the presence of God while he's giving these commandments. Straight from the mouth of God. They were hearing the thunder and the lightning flashes and the sound of the trumpet and the mountains smoking. And when the people saw it all, they trembled and stood at a distance. Now you tell me, which kind of trembling did they have? The trembling of the fear of the Lord? Or did they have the trembling of fear? How do we know for sure? If you're backing up, you have natural fear. If you're moving forward towards the presence of God, you have the fear of the Lord. Then they said to Moses, speak to us yourself and we will listen and do not have God speak to us or we will die. They felt if God spoke to them, they would die. They had a natural fear. After seeing all this display, so much better than any movie, it was all real. No special effects. It was God overtaking a mountain, and they thought, little old me, I better back up. However, Moses said to the people, do not be afraid, natural fear, for God has come in order to test you and in order that the fear of him may remain with you so that you will not sin. This is a key verse for the whole time that we're talking about the fear of the Lord. Do you see it? Verse 20, Moses said to the people, do not be afraid, natural fear, for God has come in order to test you and in order that the fear of him... The fear of the Lord may remain with you so that you will not sin. So that you will be able to do the Ten Commandments and anything else God asks you to do. You can't do it without the fear of the Lord. You can't do it without valuing his presence, valuing who he is. Well, I'll just be a little better this week. Our our efforts... Don't work out so well. If we start connecting with him moment by moment, I call it an ongoing conversation with Holy Spirit, we end up so much happier. I know people that will tell me how many quiet times they have in a row. I've had that happen to me. One guy almost had a whole year of quiet times every day in a row. And I'm sure there's people that exceed that, but this was a person I was talking to. His life was a shambles. He wasn't in the fear of the Lord. He was doing some things against the Bible, but he was having a quiet time every day. We can even be in God's word and not be in the fear of the Lord so that we obey it, so we want to be in alignment with God. I know you're aware of that. But I don't want you to carry around guilt. I don't have the fear of the Lord enough to even follow him correctly. Or I don't have the fear of the Lord enough to connect with him properly. It it can start right now at any moment. Forgive me, God. Repentance is part of the fear of the Lord, right? We're not repenting so that, oh, you know, we feel a little better, have a little salve over our... Our feelings of not really doing a good job. It's not about a good job. It's about connection with this powerful God. That's what it's about. We all fail. Every last person in here. What makes the difference between the ones that are connecting with God's heart, aligned with him, and building the kingdom? They know it and they come before God and tell him I I fail, I flop, I flounder. I need you to empower me, to strengthen me and so on. And they're encouraged. You know those people because they have the joy of the Lord. They're not going around with their head down. They're laughing. Sometimes in the trials of life, they're able to laugh because they know God is with them in everything that they do. The mighty God, he will release these names. He will pull them out even from a pit and put them on a pinnacle. Moses was not perfect. Are you aware? He didn't make it to the promised land. But he had an absolute connection with God. made a mistake. One he didn't probably realize was so big. And God said, you're not going in. But we're not under that covenant. Aren't you glad? We're not under that covenant where one guy just tried to steady the ark of God when it was in, on a wagon. He tried to steady it. And he immediately died. That's the old covenant. You want to live by that? Do I understand it completely? No. <laughs> I don't understand the old covenant completely. I'm, I'm really loving the new covenant. Because all I need to say to God is, you know, God, I'm going to screw up today. Help me. And he comes in and helps me. I said that before this message. I'm kind of a... You know, screw up the last 24 hours. Can you rescue this for me, please? Can you speak where I can't speak? Can you come out of an imperfect vessel one more time, God? I'm sensing he is. That's what's so cool. That makes me cry. It makes me more in in the healthy fear of the Lord than anything else. If I was doing so well up to the moment I walked up here and I was able to, you know, give some kind of a message, it may not have any oil on it. It may not have any fire in it because it would be from my own self confidence. But when I walk up here and I'm trembling in a sense on the way up here, God, how is this going to work out? How in the world are you going to speak through me today? I have this, I have this mountain of stuff that I would like to get across, but I'm just learning it myself in many cases, God. How are you going to do it? This is how. You say, I'm your son. I'm your voice today. Moses said, I'm your voice today. (laughs) I go up, I come down, speak what you tell me and the people. Then the Lord said to Moses, this is what you shall say to the sons of Israel. Verse 22. You yourselves have seen what I have spoken to you from heaven. You shall not make other gods besides me. Gods of silver or gods of gold. You shall not make for yourselves. You shall make an altar of earth for me, and you shall sacrifice on it your burnt offerings and your peace offerings, your sheep and your oxen, and every place where I cause my name to be remembered. I will come to you and bless you. And if you make an altar of stone for me, you shall not build it out of cut stones. For if you wield your chisel on it, you will profane it. And you shall not go up by the steps to my altar so that your nakedness will not be exposed on it. He has to go back into setting down the law because the people aren't willing to come into the presence and gain the fear of the Lord. He has to go back to the rules for them because all they want to do is operate in the flesh. Aren't you glad you're part of a different covenant? That you don't have to go back. The sacrifice has been made. You don't have to make sacrifices anymore. One sacrifice, Jesus on the cross... Ended the sacrifices that we would have to make through bulls and goats and doves and all kinds of things. Messy business because sin is messy business. And it didn't really complete their salvation, did it? It got them by if they had the fear of the Lord. They could obtain a real relationship with God if they thought they could just sacrifice their way out of it. It didn't work. So you see why it's so exciting just to think that we can easily come into the fear of the Lord. He's inside of us. These people didn't have him inside of them. They had no chance, really. Unless they watched Moses and said, he has a relationship with God. I want that. And then they had an opportunity, but they had their chance for a relationship and they backed up. They looked at the mountain in natural fear instead of pressing into what Moses was pressing into, the fear of the Lord. We have every advantage, everything we need for life and godliness, the Bible says. Because we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us, the powerful spirit of God inside of us. So we can fear the Lord. We can have the ability to have the power to fight sin. We have the presence. We carry the presence. We need to care about others. Just say, Holy Spirit, I'm a chicken heart. (laughs) Give me the boldness I need. I can't build up boldness or courage or anything else. Just like when he said to Joshua, be strong and be courageous. How do I do that? I will be with you. That was the key. So Joshua just said, he's with me. I guess that's going to bring the strength and the courage. And it did. He won the battles, didn't he? Over and over and over again. Because when we have the fear of the Lord, God controls the circumstances, doesn't he? That Therese was put in prison and she's fearing the Lord. He controls the circumstances. Whether she gets out, whether she stays in, to the glory of God. And that's why natural fear can go even if we're imprisoned. That's why Paul was singing with Silas. <laughs> He's in chains, double chains. You know, it's kind of like some of the penalties for Christians that are starting to happen in our in our country. It's going to be double penalties. Double chains for Christians. You get it? Last days? That's that's coming for some of us. Are we going to have the fear of the Lord more than the fear of circumstances just because we've never faced anything like that? COVID was just a little taste. Are you going to fear a virus or are you going to fear the Lord? That was our testing, our learning for the things that are coming. And you can't fear those things more than the Lord or you're not going to be around, are you? You're going to be trying to hide out. Like anyone that has natural fear, they try to hide away from what's coming against them. Remember Jesus in the boat. Storms going on, wind, waves, thrash in the boat. Not one of them. Thought to go down there and lay next to Jesus. He looked completely at peace. He was snoozing. Snoozer, doozer. Nappy, nu nu. He was out in the middle of a storm. Boats rocking, waves splashing on top of him. Totally out. Well, he did a lot of ministry. Maybe he was just dead tired. No. That's peace when you're that far out. Peace, deep peace. None of them thought, I should just get down there and lay next to Jesus. Just be an inch from him. I mean, I saw that woman touch the hem of his garment. She was immediately healed. What if I get down there? And I noticed something. Jesus doesn't have scuba scuba diving gear on. He knows all this stuff, you know. Happens, he, he even knew I was under a tree and said I was a righteous man. How did he know that? He wasn't anywhere near me. How do he know I was under that tree? So he knows this stuff. He could prepare by putting scuba diver gear on. He could have his fins on ready from when the boat was swamped. And he'd say, you should have been like me. Follow Jesus. Put on scuba gear and fins. But he didn't have any on they, all he needed to do was get down in the center of the boat i bet the storm would have stopped like that why because that would have been the fear of the lord he's with us he's with us let's just get closer to him not be up here on the rigging ah! they were too far away from jesus do you get get it they're too far away from jesus The people on the mountain were too far away from the mountain to receive the benefits of the fear of the Lord. And they were too far away from Jesus if they would have just gotten down in that bottom of the boat. I think the storm would have ended. The waves would have ceased. So when he got up, he easily, you know, they woke him up. We perish, we perish, we perish. Jesus is in the boat and we're we're perishing. How in the world? Some feel like that, though, in life. They have Jesus in their boat, but they're perishing. All they can do is complain about life and how hard it is, right? We don't want to be like that. Fear the Lord. We don't have to complain, and we all do it. But we don't need to. We can end that. Just get a a little closer to Jesus in the bottom of the boat. A little closer. A little closer. Well, the sheet that you have, what does the Bible say about the fear of the Lord? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Oh, I'm going to be smarter. This is talking about the knowledge of God. You're going to be closer to him by the fear of the Lord and so you'll know god you'll know who he is you'll know what he expects of you you'll you'll act more like him because you'll know what he wants philippians 3:10 It says that I may know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. This is Paul in Philippians speaking to a group of believers and saying, I want to know him in the power of his resurrection. Did Paul have the fear of the Lord? Absolutely. And so he was knowing who he wanted to know. Better than ever. And when he suffered, he said, It's just part of knowing Jesus. It's part of knowing him. He suffered. I'm suffering. It's part of knowing him. Every lash he took, every beating he took, I'm sure he said, I'm learning more about how to know Jesus and what he actually went through. Proverbs 9:10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Notice how these all kind of fit together. Knowledge of the Holy One. You're going to know God. And in knowing God, you're going to gain wisdom. It's the beginning. It's the elementary stage. Proverbs 3, verse 13. Blessed is the person who finds wisdom... And one who obtains understanding for her profit is better than the profit of silver and her produce better than gold. She is more precious than jewels and nothing you desire compares with her. Long life is in her right hand and in her left hand are riches and honor. How do you get wisdom? Step in to aligning with God's heart through the fear of the Lord, and you have the power to do it by the Holy Spirit within. No excuses. Well, I don't get it. I don't know enough about the Bible. I don't know enough about this stuff. This is all kind of mixed up to me. Ask him yourself. Don't wait for someone else to tell you what's going on. Start asking questions of God. That shows you fear him. God, I want to know you. I don't get all this stuff. Start answering you. You'll come into more wisdom. You'll come into knowing the Bible quicker than if you read it 14 times in a year because you're connecting with the author. That's, that's the important thing. It's not about having 364 and a half quiet times in a year straight. It's about connecting with Jesus in those times with the Lord. We should want. To be around him more as we fear him more. And we should fear him more as we're around him more. I'm just encouraging you. I'm encouraging myself while I'm speaking this out to you. Get your time with him. And it might be as you go. When did the disciples get most of their time with him? As they walked with him. It doesn't say, as far as I know, one time in the New Testament that a disciple went off and stayed up all night getting close to the Heavenly Father that Jesus went out and spent all night and did that. But there's no account that I know of the the disciples doing that. Whenever they had a chance for a quiet time at the Garden of Gethsemane, they fell asleep. And then they, he gave them another chance, and they fell asleep. And he gave them another chance, and they fell asleep. Well, they wanted to, but then he said, they're coming to get me. <laughs> what? I thought this was going to be a prayer meeting I could sleep at. Never know what's going to happen. Never know. That's why we need to be praying for the team. We never know what's going to be happening. We've got to support them. They're meeting with Jesus as they go, more than getting that time where they spend an hour hanging with Jesus. They're asking Holy Spirit as they move ahead into these different countries. They didn't plan to go to Montenegro. They didn't plan, plan to go to Bosnia. Completely foreign places to them, not even knowing. They had one location, a city, Dubrovnik. That's it, in their following the Holy Spirit from there they're meeting with Jesus as they go can I recommend that to you more, more for you James 1 5 through 8 we'll finish on this this is an important one I don't know how many times in 2023 I went to this passage in my heart And also in the Bible. James 1. Verse 5. But if any of you lacks wisdom. Raise your hand. Let him ask of God. Who gives to all generously. And without reproach. Meaning. You're not going to hold back. Because you didn't have your quiet time today. Not going to hold back. Because you screwed up for the last 24 hours. He's going to give you wisdom. If you ask. It will be given to him. But he must ask in faith. Without any doubting. For the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea. Driven and tossed by the wind. Remember the guys in the boat. Hanging onto the rigging, rigging. Jesus is right there. Just get close to him. For the person ought not to expect that he will receive anything from the Lord, being a double-minded man. Now, is that a hard one to understand? That's not a real technical term, is it? Double-minded. One foot in, one foot out. One foot in, one foot out. doesn't work. Well, I have one foot in. doesn't work. I have to have both in when it comes to the fear of the Lord. Being a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Just by doubting. So in the fear of the Lord, there's no doubt. To receive wisdom from God, we shouldn't have any doubt that he supplies it. Because the enemy will constantly tell you, you don't deserve it. You don't deserve to know anything from God. He's holding out on you. He's not going to give you wisdom. For this situation, because you haven't been having your quiet time in a row. You haven't been doing what you should do at the foot of the mountain. But you see, have this declaration that you can make. I know that, I'm weak, but Jesus paid it all. He made up all the difference for me. And now I can come before the throne and ask as a son, a daughter. And I don't ask in arrogance, believe me. I just ask in what Jesus has declared me to be, a son, a daughter, a friend. And he's going to give me what's best for me in the kingdom, and that's all I want. If a Maserati is not in God's plan for me, I don't want it, even if it's a gift. It's the truth. Drive the Maserati up and see what what happens. I'll say, oh good, we can fill this up. <laughs> we can fill this up. And reach the nations. I've got a Honda. I just got it fixed. Rides better than ever. Thank you, Lord, you're so good to us. <laughs> we want to be in more fear of you, not as, oh, I've got to be fearful of God. That's, that's. He likes that. No. Awesome reverence for you. Alignment with your heart, which is a big, compassionate heart. Not afraid of the mountain. Pressing into the mountain because you're showing your power, your glory, how far above you are from me, God. I'm pressing in not walking away, not trying to hide with my sin, presenting my sin and saying, forgive me, God, for I really don't know what I'm doing when I do these things. I'm keeping me from the blessings, favor, alignment with your heart. I'm keeping myself from being a laborer in your harvest field to tell others about you, how amazing you are. I am not allowing you to activate the strong tower of your name for me so that I have safety, Proverbs 18.10, which means all your names activated for my life for every situation. There's not one situation where you cannot bring me wisdom. I am not a doubter. I'm a believer in that, God, because you're giving me the power to believe through the Holy Spirit within. I want to speak to you, Holy Spirit. I'm not much of a talking person. I would rather listen, but I'm going to talk to you. And I'm going to say, I don't get this, Lord, or I don't get this in this situation. I don't get this overall, or whatever it is. Teach me. Show me. And you guarantee that those that press in will receive the healing from the hem of your garment press in to the bottom of the boat and suddenly you are peace I leave with you my peace I give unto you not as the world gives give I unto you let not your heart be troubled neither let it be afraid natural fear I can have peace in the midst of a crazy storm when the people around me don't understand why are you getting so crazy in this Jesus stuff We're going to listen to them. They will be in the back of the boat rather than at the edge of the boat ready to walk on water to Jesus. We're going to listen to the people at work. We're going to listen to our relatives. You won't get very far with the fear of the Lord because that's the fear of man. We're going to listen to you, God. We're going to step forward where the people at the mountain stepped back. We're going to step forward. We praise you. We thank you. We give you glory today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. If you can say that in your heart, those things that I was praying out, you have the fear of the Lord already. Don't think it's some kind of package. You know, salvation is not a package like we sometimes say it is. It's a person. The fear of the Lord's a person. It's just relating to God. Salvation, relating to Jesus. And his sacrifice on the cross. Communication with him. Relationship with him. It's not supposed to be looking like. a Package with a bow on it. The fear of the Lord or salvation. You with me on that? You catching that? I'm trying to catch it. Help me. (laughs) Remind me of it. Have a blessed day. Tuesday fire and wind. Seven o'clock. A lot of worship. And a lot of fear of the Lord. That's what we're planning on without doubt right no doubt pray for the team and don't forget you can actually give to the team but ask the holy spirit